Welcome back to the 13th edition of Spittin' Silver and Black. I'm your host, Palin Sokel, with my very good friend and co-host, Nyan Fire. And today's show is jam-packed. We bring you our first ever interview with the current Raider first-round pick, Josh Jacobs, running back out of Alabama. You do not want to miss it. We have exclusive content for you from him. It's it's great. And he was here in Vegas the other day playing at a charity softball event. Great interview. He has a lot to say about the city. And then we come to other topics such as the commissioner visiting the new stadium with the owner, as well as talking about a stadium update that is just brand new. As of Monday, June 17th, and we'll be mixing in some hard knock talk in here, as well as some training camp information for you all. So make sure you listen to this full show because it's going to be spectacular. So why don't we... So why don't we hit it off with the big topic? Uh, so when I got a chance to interview Josh Jacobs at the Purity Softball event versus the Raiders and Golden Knights, in which case the Raiders won 20-16 and donating $136,000 to charity with everyone donating, including Zappos, among other people, to childhood cancer. Josh Jacobs, after the game, I met up with him. He talked a little about the city. He called it one of the craziest cities in the country, but said it actually has a chill side. He said someone is very much chill when asked about the training facility. He said it's more chill up here near where the ballpark is in Summerlin. Here, take a listen to it. What did it feel like being out there with the Raiders, uh, just being a part of the team and the whole atmosphere, um, just being a part of the clubhouse here in the ballgame? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, uh, we're coming out here in Vegas next year, so it's definitely uh, great to experience some of the fans and things like that. And obviously battling with the guys I'm going to be battling with for my next four years, or most uh, definitely the season coming up, I mean, it's definitely going to be fun. Now talk about the city of Las Vegas being here. Have you checked out the stadium, the oh, yeah. construction? What do you think? Yeah. I mean, this is not my first time in Vegas since they started building the stadium. But every time I go, I'll come, I, I got to go look at it. Um, they've made a lot of progress, and I just hope it's down by next year so we can play on. Coming up here to Summerlin, a different part of Vegas, not necessarily. What do you think of the entire yeah. entire city? Um, I love the city. Um, obviously, it's, it's one of the craziest cities in the world, um, but it actually has a chill side. Um, and just coming out here to this side, it's more chill. I kind of like it. Um, it's definitely is somewhere where I would think I would plan to move um, and stay at when I eventually come out here. So it's definitely been dope. Last question for me: uh, What was your favorite part of this ball game? <laughs> uh, the favorite part is uh, probably probably just the back and forth with the other teams. I mean, we did a lot all day. Um, cheated a little bit. They cheated a little bit. So, I mean, it was just fun. 
And um, before you came out here, did you see any other areas of you know possible places? Uh, yeah, I actually looked at a lot of houses. Um, and honestly, I don't know if I should say this, but this is going to be my first house that I officially buy, so I'm going to go big. Oh, nice. Nice. So, nice. My recommendation, I live around here. Yeah. Same here. Same, 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 same so look, here. so I deferred my signing bonus until next year. So oh, oh, that's smart. That's so that's when I get, so when I buy a house, it's gonna be a big investment. I, I, you know, Mike Taylor, he does media for the Raiders. Raiders yeah. I'm trying to convince him to move out here, but he's moving down towards where the practice facility. Oh yeah. I miss more chill out here. He needs to come out here. What do you think about the practice facility? Um, I have seen them started like building on it, and I've seen models, but I haven't really just like you know what I'm saying went out there. But it's definitely gonna be dope. Yeah. The whole thing is gonna be dope. Like they put a lot of money into it, uh, and it's, it's it's definitely gonna be like a college environment. It's crazy. And I come out there to play Vegas. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, this is a city that never sleeps. Um, we're gonna be a, one of the biggest, um, uh, I guess, entertainment out here. I mean, so it's, it's gonna be fun. Um, it's gonna be a dope experience. For, it's Fans that come from Oakland still, and then the new fans in Vegas. So. Yeah, and then with Anderson Hunt, uh, of course, for Team Knights um, coming out uh, and sharing the stadium with the Knights, how special is that to you as a Raider, as a pro player, sharing the stadium with the college team? Man, it's dope. It's definitely dope. Um, yeah, like you said, bringing him out and just showing him like how much he loves the city and how much the city loves him, I mean, it's been huge. I'm just ready to um, come and leave my mark. I really appreciate it. I look forward yeah. to talking to you. Uh, and, and Dima, I have, I have one more question. Yeah, this, this coming year, uh, what, without uh, Marshawn Lynch this year, but Doug Martin returning, how big of it is for Doug Martin to return for you? I miss huge because I would say that he showed me the ropes a little bit. But honestly, everybody in that room uh, is, is being like a brother to me. They all showing me the ropes. Uh, so I don't know how big it, it would necessarily be. But it's definitely been, I've definitely appreciated it. Um, and I'm definitely happy and blessed to be a part of it. And then with knowing that John Gruen is there long term, how big is that? Because of course you have Saban in college and he was there for a while. It's huge because you know that you're going to have a coach. You know it's somebody you can depend on. But it's actually huge for me because he's somebody that actually cares. He's somebody that's actually invested in me. Um, and from day one, he's been telling me he's invested in me, expect big things from me, and he holds me to a certain standard that I that I like. He pushes me every day uh, to just want to be better. Um, so I mean, I love it. I love the organization. Yeah, and then um, then with like the whole coaching staff, um, have you sort of got a vibe of what the team thinks of Green Vegas? Is what other people think of it as a strip, but as a team, you guys have experience yeah. Vegas. It's more Vegas is definitely more than a strip. Definitely more than the strip. Vegas has a lot of beauty outside the strip. Um, Vegas has a lot of other things going on that people don't uh, recognize. Like, they just built this new stadium. I mean, this is, this is beautiful. Um, this is a place that I definitely come spend some free time in. And I mean, I'm just, like I said, I'm just happy to be a part of it. Then, last question. Um, see, I mean, of course, um, what did you I mean? Did you know that Vegas extended to this length? And all over did you know extended this um i did because i've been out here before <laughs> that's the only reason why i did um it's definitely bigger than a lot of people think um and it's hotter than a lot of people think <laughs> you know what i said but i mean it's definitely been fun uh, and it's definitely gonna be a crazy experience so anaya um yeah what do you make of josh jacobs saying that because to me he said we're all going to spend a lot of time 
at the ballpark. Yeah, he said that, uh, I remember in the interview, he said that it wasn't obviously his first time coming to Vegas, but he made sure that every time he came out here that he's seen it. Um, and he said that it was one of the, the craziest cities in the world. And, and as somebody who lives here, I know that's true. But he's also said that uh, the Raiders are going to be, I quote, the biggest entertainers out here. And he seemed very excited about all the fans that are originally from Oakland in California moving here and mingling with the fans in Las Vegas. And he also uh, hinted to um, the fact that he was going to enjoy the college atmosphere. And uh, with him playing and sharing the same arena as the the home team right now, the UNLV uh, football, I think it'll be, uh, he seems like he's pretty excited about um, changing him being a part of, something that's going to be changing and adding to the already uh, enjoyable culture here in Las Vegas. So I see, I think that uh, Josh is very excited and I can't wait to see how that translates to him actually on the field. Cause he's going to be great. Yes, he's definitely going to be great. And just adding on to what I said, the vibe for the team Vegas, I asked him a question saying, as you heard in the interview saying, Vegas is definitely more than the Strip. There's more beauty outside of the Strip. Coming from a player, talking about the whole team, and he got that immediately, and he was just drafted this past year, that speaks a lot about him and what the team and everyone thinks about the city of Las Vegas. Because, as I keep saying, it's more than the Strip, but coming from a player, that's that's nice because then other players will get that and bigger free agents will want to come to the Raiders. Of course, the tax situation, no standing of tax, but seeing that it's an actual city with fans to win over as Josh Jacobs wanted to win over the fans as well, he wants to be the one and he wants to leave his mark on the city. It should inspire more players to come to Vegas because these players will end up recruiting the next generation of Raiders and the first wave of Raiders in Las Vegas. It It's really neat to see that because it's not, it's not often that a rookie sees that immediately, especially with Josh Jacobs being as young as he is. I mean, right. he's only 21. Only 21 and about to buy his first house in, of all places, Las Vegas. I mean, Gruden loves him. Um, and he says, he says that Gruden, uh, has invested a lot into him and that he likes the style of play and he likes the way that uh, Gruden is organized. And he seems like he's excited to play in Las Vegas for another four years and four more. Yeah. And. That's very exciting, and I believe you said that he wanted to learn from Doug Martin, and it's great that Doug Martin is going to, is the running back to the Raiders, re-signed through an injury to Isaiah Corral, another veteran who Raiders had signed in the offseason. He said Doug Martin has been showing him the ropes, and everyone to locked him was like a brother to him, and that means a lot because this team, the Raiders, are 
a brotherhood. They're a family. And you don't just see that in the locker room. You see that all over, as Leo Gray said earlier. The Raiders extend to even those who played one game with them, even on the practice spot. That's what the Raiders organization is. And it, even in the locker room with veterans and rookies, being all brothers, being so connected, being so close as they are, that's great to see because more people and other players that rub off on other players, the generosity and the affection for one another that each like because under Gruden, it's still like a brotherhood because he pushes him every day and he cares about him and cares about Josh Jacobs. And seeing that from day one, it's really neat to see that, especially being the third first round pick of the Raiders, having they had through this past year. Yeah, I think I I just think that him like being like the next breed, him and other rookies like him coming to Las Vegas, being like the next breed to start off like the first go around the first uh, Las Vegas Raiders class. So I think that it's like this whole thing is bigger than him, like you said, and um, him being um, mentored by Doug and everybody, honestly. it was a it's a brotherhood. I was watching actually today I was watching Antonio Brown and Carr just really vibe, connect and uh play off feed off of each other's energy uh during the mandatory training camps and it was amazing. It was amazing to see how like fast this and how fast and real this is because I mean they weren't they weren't brothers like but what four months ago. You know, this is recent, but you can you can just tell by the camaraderie of the of the practice and how they always mention and make sure they say brother and always keeping each other up. Uh, this the chemistry. One thing that will be for certain, the chemistry on the Raiders football team will be untouched this season. Nobody will be able to get into their head because they make sure that every all of their players are are protected by a union and a brotherhood. Yeah, and you saw that in the charity softball game on Saturday, June June fifteenth, because every time somebody had a homer or get home, the whole team would line up from third base to home plate, high fiving, hugging each other while they came home because it shows the brotherhood. They jumped up, hugged each other, they they celebrated. They were ju- they were very joyous together, and it showed it in plain sight with all of them together at one place. Trent Brown, a veteran of the league. You have Jonathan Abram, another rookie. All these players coming together onto one team, and they're already so connected. And they even show that publicly. It's it's astounding to see. Yes, I love it. I love it. And as for for us who are waiting and anticipating this, it's only making our hearts just grow fonder of the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. Yes. And then as another part of the game that I know is whenever a Golden Knights player would hear, I have some sound of that, 
they said that they cheered loudly, like you could like imagine screaming. They screamed to like the top of their lungs. But when Raiders player would come, it was like half as loud for them. The Raiders have some work to do here. Of course, winning cures everything they know they have to win. And but they're trying they're doing as much as they can to build a fan base here in Las Vegas. There's a lot of people from elsewhere, from the Midwest, from LA, where they have a huge fan base, huge gathering for the Raiders. And then over here in Las Vegas, the building one in Oakland, they have fan base all all over they have a huge fan base. But in Las Vegas, they're building one. And right. you still saw that as a work in progress during the game. And going out to high schools that they've done, going out and working with athletes around the city, giving back to charities around here. It's it's all part of that process in order to build it up because the cheer was definitely louder for the Golden Knights. I'm no joke, it was it was loud. You can't even hear yourself think when they cheer for them, when Raiders were there announced, you you could hear, I mean, you could hear yourself talk. I mean, what do you make of that? Like you said, they have to grow their fan base, and um, the Raiders have done already so much, a lot to connect with the community, the, the, the community, but it's not done. They're, they have a lot of time. Uh, they have a lot of time to build those connections here in Southern Nevada. And with them, with them this season, perfect timing. There's going to be different watch parties and different events popping up, different um, ceremonies that are going to have to do to connect with the stadium, different giving back events, charity events, just community outreach. And I think with more of more than that, and the more that the uh, the Raiders are seen on our community's faces and in front of their faces, I think that the cheers will just grow louder with time. And when you get more W's on the on the board, same. But I do know this. I do know that La- Las Vegas is not spoiled when it comes to the sport world. It hasn't been. It was a, a drought for a very long time, and we only had. Uh, minor league sports, which is no diss to them at all, because any sport it was we were gracious to have. But with the Raiders, this is like a a whole new f- uh, form of humble. I feel like because we're so humble yet so grateful because we were allotted to have a professional NFL team first time ever, and it's the Raiders of all teams. I mean, it could have been the Jaguars, you know. We still would have loved them then, but um, we love them like, oh, excuse me, us as me, and I say we as uh, a community <laughs> are, are really grateful of the Raiders. And I think that, like I said, time time, and a few more W's, which we will see this season. And I bet you next time it will be a screaming match against the Raiders in the Knights. Yeah, and I do know the softball event, they want to have it every year and this is only the first year and was sold out and but 
one thing they did have here that was different than other events, like one October where they had Arden Key and some other small Raiders players at Metro at Blood Drive around the city. One big difference here, they had big name players, Trent Brown, Jonathan Abram. They also had Josh Jacobs, who we mentioned earlier. And they had these big name players. They had uh, Rodney Lott. They had these big name players. And that's one of the things that I think needs to happen. Bring out these stars so people who see who the stars are, see who the face of the franchise is, in order to cheer even louder for them. Because it's hard to get behind a team when you see players every day who aren't playing. Because why do you want to watch them if that's who you met? You met them, but they're not playing. You need to have the face of the franchise here to show them who you really are. I mean, do you, right. do you agree with that standpoint? I I do agree with that standpoint, um, but I do think it's also good for like all of the race for the fans to be personable with the roster. I do think that uh, the larger celebrity and the larger players do bring bring out and draw more of a crowd. Uh, so for advertising purposes and for uh, the quantity or filling the seat, I would think that. But um, they did have a sold out event and they got uh, a few a few pretty good players. So I mean, with any any players, will will take some support because that's just that's just another uh, way for the community to connect with. Raiders that they don't necessarily know and connect the dots. Yeah, and Josh Jacobs, I know over there was really personal. He was really excited. Like, he he was really friendly. He's very professional. He was a great guy. If any of you have a chance to meet him, you'll feel blessed because he's a great guy. And one thing I did notice, Raiders players kind of left. Uh, I didn't notice many signing that many autographs. Whereas Golden Knights players, people lined up to get autographs. And I know Wild Bill, William Carlson of the Vegas Golden Knights, he stayed behind and security had run him off because he was signing every single person's autograph and wouldn't leave until you signed every single one. I mean, that's Another part that the Raiders need to do, sign our guests, have an autograph session with fans because you really get to know players this way. You need to have an event, like a children's event for them because, you know, with that family atmosphere, they have that. It's not a diss on the Raiders. It's just something that I would do if I were the team. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because that well, one-on-one interaction is all. Yeah, it's all that. That's what I'm saying. Like, for different um, Raider players who are on the roster and they may not know, the public may not know their first and last name, then it's be really good. It's really good for them to get out and make waves um start connecting with the community so and that's how and that's how the the team evolves and the culture of the city and the player relationship evolve yeah exactly and it 
it does because without that, you don't feel a harder heart. You feel kind of still a bit separate. You need to have that because with me being in media, I get the one-on-one interaction and I feel different about the players than I would if I was disconnected. Because I know even starting with UNLV football, even though the college shirts, I felt a little disconnect at first because I'm like, wait, these are Division One athletes. I'm not one of them. And I felt a kind of a, I did feel a disconnect with them until I met them and they're just regular people. That's what people need to realize. And that's what the Raiders are trying to reach one on one with people rather than reach out to just certain select groups like Metro, as I mentioned earlier. They need to, and they are reaching out to high school athletes among other people. And they're showing the face in the community. One former Raider in particular, Marshawn Lynch, showed his face in the community and even opened his own beast mode store in downtown Las Vegas. Well, speaking of beast mode, beast mode actually participated in a event, uh, a charity event or for a fort, a Fortnite tournament. He actually came in 19th place. Um, and I did mention former Raider. So, um, Marshawn will not be active in playing this season. How do you think about that, Galen? I think that's really cool because, you know, it's good to connect with you because being someone who stayed private like his whole career with the media and everyone, he didn't talk that much. But being out and about, I know during his first retirement after retiring from Seattle, he went to London and talked to people over there and really had a fun time of doing it. And with here, I mean, with Fortnite and everything, it's good to see him connected to really having fun with the people who play that, in which case a ton of athletes and a ton of the world plays Fortnite. And I still don't, I have to admit that. Yeah, I haven't really got on the Fortnite craze. I don't understand it. But what I've understood is, for the people who don't know, I have a very small Fortnite for dummies um, kind of example explanation. You just run around. You get dropped off. You're like in a crusade, and you get dropped off somewhere. And whenever you, wherever you get dropped off, you have to, like, build forts to be the last person standing. And if you get got, you get got, and that's game over. But you have to build protection for yourself. So, I mean, I'll see how well he did that. He came in nineteenth place, so interesting. I never, I, I've never played, but nineteenth place seems fine. How you know how many people played in the tournament? I'd imagine it was better than at least twenty five. 250 or uh, 50 people. Because, yeah, yeah. So that's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. It it could be his second career. Yeah. I mean, he's already going into fashion. But what do you think of um 
the reaction from what is your reaction actually from the Raiders Hard Knocks, the new special? Yeah, on Hard Knocks. I mean, next season would be hard because if the Raiders went to the playoffs this year, they could decline the option next year. So you want to get them at a prime time. They're getting the last season in Oakland, so it'll be memorable. The Raiders fans will have something to keep, and you'll bring in money because of that. The Raiders are always an organization that people want to see. And the Raiders, as an organization, the family, they'll show that side of them. And people are always interested in what John Gruden does, and people want to see that connection with Mike Mayock at the same time as well as Mark Davis. You want to see them when you can see them. And there were only about five eligible teams this year. And it makes sense for the Raiders to have it this year because last season in Oakland, they're going to bring a lot of people in to watch them, see how they move and everything. And you'll see the inner workings of them. With the Browns last year, one of the people who stood out, Freddie Kitchens, became a head coach. He wanted the injured people to at least dress during training camp. And who knows if he's going to follow through, but he, he did that last year during uh, Hard Knocks. They called out Hughes' dysfunction with Todd Haley. People saw that. It brought that to the front light. So you're going to see the inner workings of the franchise. It's not always the best thing for the team, as I know talking to Joe a few weeks earlier as everyone, if you all listen to that, make sure you listen to that episode 10 if you haven't yet, but talking with him, it's like, why would you want cameras everywhere you are? Because you don't want to say something that the public can listen to later on. You have to be more careful with your words, and every conversation is in private now. And it's going to be tough to do that with cameras around and focusing everything because it's you're going to be seen to the public in a private matter. That's that's bad, but I can see where HBO is coming from on the part that they have to make money on it and they want to make the most money on it. And that team is Raiders this year because they're the most interesting team. Of course they are, and they're <laughs> With the most interesting stadium, I mean, the Raiders have a great storyline. They have a lot to prove, and not only that, the 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 welfare of where their their uncertainties, where they're gonna where they're gonna stay, where they're gonna play, where they're gonna go, um, the narrative of bringing Antonio Brown. Come on, like bringing Antonio Brown is adding a huge push to their offense. Um, and we all know that he is one of the most productive wide receivers in history of football. So, I mean, he's he's a really great guy. He's unpredictable, but he's he's a grown man. He's he's changed as a person and a player, um, and always for the better. He's always evolved and always been on the up and up and learned from his mistakes. But he is uh he would really compliment that show. Because his star, his star power and quality of his performance on the field, he's a superstar, a playmaker, and I really think that's a a big a big deal for this uh, 
partner. Yeah, especially because not only yeah, relocating like hard knocks is gonna hit it at every angle because I think it's a good idea for them to do it before so it can like lead up to Vegas and like the the fans that can add some more fans that can add some more pressure, good pressure, you know, because we all do need a little fire under our asses. So I think that this will give us the give fans the push that they need and the nice introduction, something that we can look back on for years and talk about it in past tense to when the Raiders weren't in Las Vegas. We can we can look and see at a time when that wasn't real. Yeah, because you want to see, I also want to see Antonio Brown because he's your newest acquisition and you kind of heard a little bit of antics he had on in the later years in Pittsburgh with the Steelers. And you want to see what he does with the Raiders if he's changed and what he's actually like. So it gives people insight into that with a new team, a player who you thought would never change teams, but with him being traded and kind of demanding, and not kind of, he did demand a trade from the Steelers, and it'll be interesting to see what, how he is on TV, how he is on the national stage, like HBO's Hard Knock, because it really gives you that inside look that you as a fan, that even you as a journalist want to see, because you hear about it, but you don't see it. Right, and all the stuff that's untold, and they can get a a full-on glimpse from the cameras, all natural, un, un not obviously edited, but raw, raw Raider material, raw Raider insight. I think it's going to be great. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, same here, because with the Browns last year, I saw it on Facebook, and I'm hoping this one pops up on Facebook again, because it will be exciting, and we'll have more to talk about for you guys, for our valued listeners on our Spin Server in Black, because it brings more news, and more people give see what you're actually doing and you know it could help you it could help us and it'll help you guys learn how the season is going to turn out if it's dysfunctional before the season chances are you'll be dysfunctional during the season but if things are sparkly clean before the season and there's a lot of optimism in the building as Josh Jacobs was really excited about all the optimism, all the help, all the family talk, then you're going to see that side of things when you are at the new stadium. I mean, and when you're in last season in Oakland, you're really going to see that. Yes, yes, we will. But, Kaylin, I think it's about time that we go ahead and take a quick commercial break and you listeners, make sure you stay right here because we'll be right back on Spitting Silver and Black on the Silver and Black Pride Podcast Network on SB Nation. Welcome back. 
to spit in silver and black on the Silver and Black Pride Podcast Network on SB Nation. So when we went out, we ended talking about HBO in the last season in Oakland. Well, we're returning with next season in Las Vegas. And a quick update on the stadium. They have 20 out of 26 trusses up on stadium being built off-site, not on-site. So, And these trusses give the stadium an oval shape. But they ran into a problem because while computers are mostly accurate, they weren't accurate on the measurements for one truss. And if one truss is out of place, it's not that big of a deal, according to Don Logweb of the... Mortensen Construction Company, but it's still a big deal because it's a trust that's a big part of the stadium, so they took one trust down to figure out what was wrong and fix the issue, a minor issue, according to him, and they don't put the trusses up when winds are over 70 miles per hour. Luckily, it hasn't been that in summertime, so usually it doesn't happen except for couple weeks in summer, so right now we're good, and so they have to fix that in order to fit all the trusses on, and on another note, Mortensen Construction Company has never missed a deadline, and their deadline for this project is July 31st of 2020. On that small update, do you have any thoughts on that, Anaya? Well, I mean... I think this this is something that we should be getting used to. I think um, Las Vegas just built T-Mobile Arena two, three years ago. And that was a big project in itself. And it took time. It didn't happen super fast, but it, didn't, it wasn't super slow at the same time. It took time, and there was things that they had to recount and remeasure. I think that more money is going to be spent. At the end of the day, the money, the the budget amount of that they expected is is going to change on a, as you see, um, a weekly basis. We were just talking about budget adjustments, I think, two or three episodes ago. So this is going to be something that the public and um, the media is going to get used to seeing because there's going to be different um different hiccups in the road that come up with like construction always does. And it's only for, to ensure the highest quality experience uh, that the Raiders need to put on. It's a show, you know, every, every Sunday, every Thursday and every Monday will be a show. So they need an arena that can, that can only put off that kind of show and have it up to the par and up to not only Raiders par, but Las Vegas par. Everything that we do here is spectacular. Everything is a production. So I think that we should just get used to it and only know that it's moderate adjustments that are going to be going towards the future of our Las Vegas stadium that will, and has a lot of jobs. A lot of jobs are on the line. A lot of um, experiences, a lot of organizations are on the line here. So, and with the with the construction company never having missing a date, I'm not worried. 
I'm not worried. I've seen things come down in Las Vegas. I've seen things go up. Um, when the Rio comes down, I mean that will be that'll be a sad day. But I know that that MLB stadium will go right up, and it'll be it'll be chaos. It'll be traffic, but like everything, well, we are I, Vegas. I, I hate, we I get through it. I hate to interrupt you there, but the latest report uh, and rumor on the MLB stadium is that it'll be located near the South Point Casino because an investor backed out of the Rio, and it's going to be announced supposedly shortly after the MLB World Series. So that it's months out, but it's just a side note that I'd like to say. Well, yeah. Well, that's good to know. That's good to know because I was reading up on um, and the latest I was seeing was uh, Rio was going to be uh the site, the possible site for. But I mean, that had to be better because it was it would have been a little sad if the Rio had to leave. But yeah, the construction like bring it. But the more the merrier. Las Vegas is not a ashamed nor afraid or scared of any construction. Yeah, we we've had a ton. We have the circuit going up, we have the MSG sphere, we have another casino going up and it's never ending construction here in Las Vegas. When you think it's done, it's not done. No, it is never done. And back to the Raiders, a lot of these updates come from Nick Akers of the Las Vegas Review Journal. Follow him at Nick Akers on Twitter. That's at M-I-C-K-A-K-E-R-S. And he's going to be on the show in a couple weeks for everyone. So make sure you tune in to that because it can't miss. He provides all the updates and a lot of the updates that we use on this show. So. He's definitely a worthwhile follow, but definitely something and someone to pay attention to in the the coming weeks. And going off that onto the stadium, um, Roger Goodell recently visited the stadium along with Raiders owner Mark Davis. And um, the stadium, he says, was really nice. The progress was really, really nice. And then it's nice to see the commissioner come out and see a stadium because forever he was against a stadium in Las Vegas. Yeah. Kaylin? Yeah, he was very against. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, like it kind of like glitched and I didn't hear you for a second. But, yeah, and forever, Roger Goodell was against the stadium in Las Vegas. And oh, yeah. Visiting the stadium, calling it nice, is, not, is a big mark. It is. Just for the uh, Las Vegas sports um, book industry, and and with good reason, I will say that it was for a good I, I see I see the reason why. I see both sides. I see both sides. The fact of um Las Vegas having 
uh, be associated with any uh, sports. Betting, money, gambling, those things come to mind automatically. So that's why those laws are enacted and just, just because of the fear. But now it's they're getting a really great term, return on their investment because it's a whole Las Vegas is a whole other market for everything. Like think about a Las Vegas market versus um, I don't know why I'm going with this Jaguar thing today, Jacksonville, like that's a different market. And was Las Vegas um, and was Las Vegas releasing those, those laws about uh, sports and betting and stuff in, in the city. I think that it's just like opening a whole new door. It's definitely opening a whole new door, and it's just—it's wonderful to see sports teams, pro sports, and even minor league sports embrace the city, embrace the potential. Even though it's only the 39th media market now, it was the 50th. It was outside the top 60 only about a decade ago, and now it's creeping back up, and. Who knows where it can go? Who knows where its potential is? But sports see it because of so many visitors here. And it was recently ranked as the second most visited city in the United States for the summer of 2019. Which teams have to realize that. Yes. I mean... I feel like the Raiders is the envy of the uh, NFL anyway, and they always have been. Speaking of that. Now we're going to talk about Rodney Hudson, the center for the Raiders, who John Gruen wants to extend. He said that at the last offseason training camp practice. And that's that's amazing. That says how much they trust him. And they really want stability at that position. And he needs stability at that position. And I talked to a, who's now a good friend of mine who I met through. So he's a great friend of mine. The He's a football coach here locally in... Uh, Las Vegas, and he said he studied the Patriots organization, and one of the positions that they keep is center for the Patriots. And there's a big reason why. They want stability of that position. Do you you want to guess why that is? No, I'm sure you're going to tell me. Why? Well, he's one... The center is one of the key positions that signals to other guys and communicate what the defense is going to do. And you need a lock-in guy like Rodney Hudson, who's one of the top centers in the league. And you need someone like him to do that for your team. And that's one of the positions that you need because you want him knowing your players very well. You want him communicating that, that to the rest of you guys. Being a good locker room guy that he is and being the position and points at center is 
to the team, making sure you snap the ball correctly and communicate to the rest of the offense line. Knowing they already have somebody who does that well, you need to keep them locked in so you don't keep changing the most important position on the offensive line. Yeah, rotating that, um, rotating that, uh, that messenger just kind of makes it um, unstable. You know, you got that's some that's a position you have to get used to, and the players have to get used to. So, uh, that would be a good look. And I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, congratulate him on um, finishing his masters this May. Oh, congrats, Ron. Yes, he did. He uh, finished his master's and graduated from Nova Southeastern University. And uh, he shared that with everybody on Instagram recently. Oh, nice. That's nice. I didn't hear that, but congratulations, Mr. Hudson. Yeah, I think that Hudson, I mean, he'll be him staying there, everybody getting along and um, getting used to him being there. I think that's gonna be really good for the like like I said, the chemistry. The chemistry of the Raiders. Everybody's solidifying their place and um getting used to and getting the chemistry together that it's it, it's it's magnetic with them already. Yeah. And now we're going to touch on one other player on the Raiders roster. And this goes along with our the current season, how we touch on this during our show. And so Darren Waller, a tight end on the roster. With Jared Cook departing up the, at Oakland Alameda, Darren Waller is taking over Cook's role as the blocking tight end for the Raiders, being that Luke Wilson is more receiving threat, downfield receiving threat at tight end for Raiders. Seeing that Waller can do that and it comes cheap, that was a really good move on Mayak's part and Gruden's part for that sake. For, to, to pick up Waller, because he comes on the cheap and you don't have to worry about paying an aging year. Jared Cook a lot of money because you have someone who could do the job just as well on a $675,000 a year contract for two years. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, you already know Mayock knows what he's doing. Um, In any situation, like, if you don't even understand it in the beginning, you have to because, I mean... Mayak's been on both sides of the equation, media and now in the office. Yes, and it it's nice to see that because he knows what he's doing and having Mayak talk with Gruden and possibly him being one of his sources that I trusted when Gruden was in the league and Mayak wasn't. It's really good to see them now work together as one and take each other's brains because they have a similar mindset and the parts that they don't agree on, they find a way to agree. Is 
they're, they're that type of person. They're one person, two bodies, if you all know what I mean. Yeah. And so now, since we touched on Darren Waller, we touched on Rodney Hudson, we talked we talked about HBO Hard Knocks, we talked about Josh Jacobs, we talked about the Raiders Stadium, we talked about the Commissioner, we talked about everything that there is to talk about. I'm going to say this: Don't trust Jonathan Abram to field the ball because he couldn't field one at the Security Softball game. He hit. A lot of home runs, but he could not field. He there was a, he had at least five years in the game, and I stopped counting after that because it wasn't fine. He picked the right sport. Congratulations on even finding your sport, <laughs> and and of course Jose Canseco was there, Shane Victorino was there, and you have you had Magic Dragons. It was their Tyler Robinson Foundation for Childhood Cancer. And you had a ton of Raiders players. You had Kenley Jansen for News 3 of here. And then on the other side, you had Jonathan Marcuso. You had William Carlson. You had Ryan Reeves. You had Riley Smith. You had Ryan Salmon. You had all the East Channel 3. You had these guys on the other team, along with someone from Magic Dragons on each team. So it was really good to see the whole city of Las Vegas come together, and that's even what Josh Jacobs said about the game. It was really good to be on the field with Anderson Hunt and everyone because it felt, everyone came together, and it was really good to get that vibe. That's why it felt, he said, it felt like college experience. It was really dope all around, quote him, and he's my greater Raider of the week because he was really cool to talk to, me, talk to me and take time out of his day on me because he didn't have to do that. I thank him for doing that. And congrats, Josh Jacobs being my great reader. And he was really good. He had that speed on the field. Nobody nobody had any injuries. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You can thank the whole team. And he had at least he had at least one homer in the game. I don't I forget how well he did on the field, but you can find it. I'll be posting it in a day or two. I changed my Twitter handle to at 2WinKalen, so follow me on there. That's 2, the number 2 WinKalen on Twitter. It's a picture of me and my dog, so you can find me on there. But when I talked to him, he said the ballpark is definitely where he wants you to spend some of his free time. And that's good here because he said it's a really cool park. It's brand new, and he really loves it. And to hear him say that, hear him to kind of hint say, "Hey, someone, I love it up here. It's more chill." And to hear him say that about my neck of the woods, and to hear him say that about Vegas is really cool. He said he's been here before, and it's amazing because it's the backdrop, everything up here. It's more chill up here. I forgot to tell him that, of course, OJ lives here. He opened up a Twitter account, um, and Boogie Cousins lives up here. But I, I didn't need to tell him that because he knew how special it was. He knew my neck of the woods. He knew another person interviewing him are 
both of our necks to the woods. It was really cool. And here and say, I might spend some time at Mine League Ballpark. That just shows how much he cares about the city of Las Vegas and all of its teams, no matter if it's Mine League or professional. He loves that ballpark. He loves, he wants to see baseball at, and even Mine League baseball back. It's really good to see that because it shows how much he truly cares about his new home and his first house purchase in Las Vegas. He hasn't purchased his house yet, but this is where he's going to purchase his first house. And he told me that just days earlier. So, Anaya, who's your greater Raider? So, I'm taking a different approach for this week. And instead of greater Raider, I'm going to say ungreater Raider. So my ungrader Raider for this week will be no other than the one and only himself. The 2005 third round draft pick to the St. Louis Rams at the time. Richie Incognito. Now we know that I don't have to go into the rap sheet of all of the different domestic disputes and runs in with the law that this gentleman has had. I do admire change, and I do admire people coming back from harsh things that they've done in the past. So in May, uh, this May, on the 28th, he was granted a one-year do-bad, do-good deal, and he will be playing for the Raiders this season. Um, reportedly on ESPN, um, a journalist by the name of Paul Gutierrez made his prediction pretty clear of what he thinks that guard Richie Incognito will be sent packing, in his words, sent packing by the Raiders. We do know that the cuts, the deadline is on August 31st. So he is thinking that he possibly will not even make that cut. Now, like I said, I do appreciate people getting better and growing from their mistakes. But Mr. Paul says, and I quote, if he keeps his nose clean and plays well as he did in 2017, which was a monster year, before his one-year retirement, he is still the Raiders' starting left guard. No question about it. But with a litany of on and off the field transgressions, he signed a razor thin one year deal to prove it. So he says another, and, and I quote also, hopefully Richie finds his stride here like he had a couple years ago, says uh, Coach John Gruden. Now, I do think that this year could be it for him. As him being the only left guard, he has a really big shoes to fill. So I feel like this can push him. I don't think it will intimidate him, but I think it will it will push him to being the best guard and being the best version of Richie that he can be because it's just been a very long time coming for all these uh, this behavior to be had. And if he's going to get this shot with this one year, then I think that he has to be – he has no room for error. And so that's why Richie Incognito is my ungrader Raider for episode 13. Yeah, and I'm going to begin and end with something, have it a little different this week. 
one thing I'm going to say is just I'm going to add that Ronnie Lott at the Terry Soft event argued with the ump all day, and it was really amazing to see. He stomped around. He he had antics. Of course, it was a fun event all around. They played music during he, when people were up there. It was just a fun event, and he, he got mad at the ump, and it was really, really funny to see that the players got involved with being the bat dogs from the play aviators. He collects the bats from the first three innings, and he's a being the bat dog, the name, and his name, and Ronnie Lodd really had a joyous time there. It seemed like he really enjoyed his time, and Trent Brown enjoyed his time. I mean, they had their phones with them. They had things to drink. They even had uh, Ryan Reeves had his own beer in the outfield of the Golden Knights. It was it was just a re- really really a fun event to watch. And sold out crowd. It can only go up here, Raider Nation. And again, you can follow me at Two Win Kalen. That's at the number two Win Kalen on Twitter. Where can they find you? They can find me at Annihilation on Instagram, A N I E A L A T I O N. And go ahead and find me on Twitter at A N I E A. S-P-O-R-T-S. And the Raiders... Thank you all for listening. Oh, thank you guys all for listening. Uh, We do appreciate it. Make sure you guys go and check us out on Spotify also. You can listen to the Silver and Black Pride Network on Spotify. And you can find links... Other podcasts such as Joe Rigo's Q and A with your boy Q and Joe Rigo, as well as Silver and Black Turf with Scott Winter and Nick Hamilton. We thank you all for listening because if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be doing this at all. Facts. The Raiders are coming. To Las Vegas, baby. And I approve this message. Oakland Raiders, Oakland Raiders, Oakland Raiders. Just win, baby. Win, baby. Win, baby. We are the Oakland Raiders, Oakland Raiders, Oakland Raiders. Just win, baby. Win, baby. Win, baby. Win, baby. Don't need no invitation. We are that Raider Nation. We rock that black and silver. We make them shake and shiver. We make them reconsider. Touchdown, let's throw a bomb on first down. Let's throw a bomb on every down. First we score, then we clown. Having fun, look around. Nobody loud as a Raider crowd. Nobody proud as a Raider crowd. NFL, how you like me now? We gonna do this open style. None but action. I'm Bo Jackson, hit the hole. Run you over, goal line. Jumping over, going crazy. Lose your soul, lose your mind in the black hole. Here's the goal, Super Bowl. And everybody here, get the goal. Don't need no invitation. We are that Raider Nation. We rock that black and silver. We make them shake and shiver. We make them reconsider. And we still committed. So if you want a piece of this, you can come and get it. Oakland Raiders, Oakland Raiders, Oakland Raiders. Just win, baby. Win, baby. Win, baby. We 
Carter, Oakland Raiders, Oakland Raiders, Oakland Raiders, just win, baby, win, baby, win, baby, win, baby. Al Davis, John Madden, Greg Popper, and Darren McFadden. He's a pirate, Ken Stabler, always will be an Oakland Raider. Art Shell, Gene Upshaw, Jack Tatum, a true outlaw. That is Fred Bolitnikoff, Lester Hayes picking it off. The Brown Brothers, Willie and Tim, Funk it, Auto, y'all know Jim, y'all know Lyle, y'all know Ted Atkinson's put you to bed. Dave Casper, Cliff Branch, Tom Flores, if you think you can. George Blander, 